Hello and welcome to another podcast. It is Coach Mark Manila here from ESL, businessenglishexperts.com and initial-impact.com. Both sites are here packed full of information and so are my podcasts to help you get that job overseas, perhaps improve your confidence with English as your second or first language. Or maybe you're just trying to develop your own business, maybe stop making other people money and create some wealth and future security for yourself. Today, I'm carrying on in my career crisis series, okay, how to make the best of it. And this one is how to be a job interview chameleon. Yeah, okay, I did say that. So what we're trying to do here is talk about how you can impress people at the interview. And it's really important that you can really change how you might approach people, um, if at all possible, to give the best possible result for you um, and get you the job offer. So let's think about it. Every single job is different, just like every single resume is different or should be. When you send out your job um, application, you should ensure that your cover letter is different and unique. And if you approach every interview in the same way, okay, you're also going to get a better result. So think about it, okay? They need to be different, okay? Now, if you treat them the same, you've got a problem because you need to adapt what you're doing and what you're saying and how you might respond and maybe whether you're as laughing and joking is perhaps more serious depending on the interviewer, the industry that you're interviewing within and of course what is required. If you really want to impress that hiring manager or the person interviewing you, you have to ensure that you've thought about this and are able to adapt quickly. So let's think about it. In many ways, we want you to prepare, not just react when you get in there, and the better that you plan in advance, just like that's what we do in coaching, is we get you in a better state so that you're ready to react to the unexpected, the unimagined, okay, and very strange questions you might get. Yes, we've had some really strange questions, including one that said, how many paper clips could you fit in a 747? Yeah, in an aircraft. Right, okay, that was asked, seriously. And I'll explain maybe in another podcast why they ask you that. But here's the thing. You want to, as I say, research, absolutely research who and what you are interviewing for. Who is going to be interviewing you? Okay. What is the company standing for? What do they value? Okay. And what are you expected to do? Also, remember this. You've got to understand the person, okay, their job, who is going to be interviewing you, if possible. Clearly, if they're going to be hiring you and making the decision, okay. If it's a recruiter, then not so much so. But if it's the company and it's one of their key staff that's interviewing you, try and find out about them. But obviously, remember, don't take it to the extreme, right? Okay. We just want you to find out what you can find publicly available, end of. Now, know that job description like the back of your hand. Okay. They really will be focusing on ensuring you've got the skills and responsibilities um, and background for this job. So you want examples, as we've said before. They really underline that, that highlight why you are the right candidate for the job, okay? Ensure that all of your answers show your strengths and accomplishments. Remember, use the STAR technique. So the situation, the task or challenge at hand, the action, okay? And then the response or the reaction that you took, the outcome of this, okay? And ensure that you can think on your feet. It's really important that you get used to these crazy questions. Now, the question about how many paper clips can you fit in a 747? They ask you for a specific reason. Yes, it does get asked. So in general, they want you to get curious, not just to say, well, I've never thought about it, but I guess whatever. They don't want you just to guess. 
they want to see if you will ask more questions to clarify the situation. And you, you could say, well, never really thought about that, but uh, well, it depends. Okay, 747. So um, does it does it matter how many, has it got seats, right? If there are seats inside the 747, then there's less space available for the paper clips. If they've taken all the seats out, then it's an empty craft and therefore you can fit more in. So they really want you to ask questions. You could say, well, is this a toy 747 or is it a proper real life 747? Do you mean a 747 aircraft? Or is 747 stand for something else? So remember to ask these questions and this is why they do it. They want you to really think on your feet. They want to see if you will just be like shocked and say nothing at all or whether you can quickly react to ridiculous questions and still stay consistent with the interview, okay? This is a, a big, big deal, all right? And it's really, really good for you to try practice, you know, for keeping up with these kind of silly questions. It's okay to think about it or ask for a bit of time to think about it. That's okay. Um, but they do it sometimes to see how you will react under pressure. There might not be a proper answer to this, all right? And the better that you get at improvising, the better you, that you will be able to cope with these crazy questions if they happen. Also, don't overthink, okay? So just, you know, get a good idea, but then don't spend too much analyzing everything that they're asking you about, you know, in the interview. You really don't want to lose your focus. Just, you know, give it your best shot and pay attention. So take a note of those questions and really watch how they react to your examples and info that you give back, all right? So the ones that make them seem to have their eyes light up okay or ooh, look interesting or to ask more okay then you want to talk more about those if they look a little bit like bored or like yawn or scratching the head or something or looking away or i don't know then you might want to just skip those right drop those okay and also if they seem to be getting a bit restless cut your story short okay if you seem to be losing them in an answer just come quit all right cut straight to the chase and then get on with the next question all right also, don't give the same old answers, all right? So please, I know it's easy to say, but I'm a team player, right? Okay, I love working with people, these types of things. We want you to be able to say that you are good on the team, but then give, give examples, all right, of how you've been successful in a team project or an excellent interpersonal skill that served you, you know, quite well. And to be a people person or a team player or an independent thinker, whatever it is you're claiming, right? So back it up with examples. Don't just say you are these things, then say why. For example, you could say, well, I think I'm an excellent salesperson in a team. For example, last month I was the top, uh, I was the top sales closer um, for three months in a row. Okay. And I hit a percentage of 50% higher than the rest of everybody else on the team which resulted in an extra $1 million coming into the department or whatever it is, right? Okay, so you want to give examples like that. Also, try to think about uh, where you're weakest, yes, because that is where they will probe most, all right? Okay, so you've got to be honest about it, okay? Um, when you think about it, though, sometimes you've got to be careful with your answers to these. So... It's something that they will ask. They will ask you, did you do anything that ended in disaster? Well, most people have, so let's not try to pretend that we haven't. We've all done something that ended in disaster. That's not a failure. 
Because when you say what ended in disaster, you can say what you learned from it and how you then use that learning experience to go forward and be more successful next time around. So always try to paint it like that. Um, do not, um, how can we put it? Prepare a response here that shows your weakness, but doesn't at least raise alarms about the ability to perform the, the job. Okay, so we need you to be honest. Okay, but try to think about something real, but kind of a, a, a kind of a weak weakness, as it were. Nothing too strong that would overwhelm them and think, oh my goodness, we can't employ them. Okay, and focus on sharing how you either improve this area or you're improving the area or learning from past mistakes because this really shows you're self-aware and motivated and i know that sounds patronizing to say but it's it's the honest truth on this also um think about it like this you don't want to say things like i work too hard i always you know or i'm i'm more concerned about going extra mile for customers try to make it more original than that okay and at the end of the day even though you're able to adapt yourself to situation, um, it's it's hard, all right, even if you are, to not come across as looking smarter than they are, all right? Because, and this is why sometimes it's better to be your own boss, to be honest with you, because it actually might be that you are smarter than the interviewer. You can be, okay? There's no crime against that. However, remember this. If the interviewer is someone in your department who, you know, let's face it, is maybe a manager, there is a kind of subconscious thing going on here too. They don't want to hire somebody who potentially could be a threat to them, okay? So if you're smart and you could threaten them in the future and could replace them, they're not going to want to hire you because that's not really self-preservation from their point of view, okay? And clearly, if you're obnoxious about it and you sit there and say, yeah, well, I can do anything you know, I'm an expert in this, blah, 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 blah. Okay, they might not want that too. Now, I know this sounds, um, in some cultures, I know this will make more sense than others. Certainly, if you're coming from the Asian speaking world, this is a given that we don't really like to talk about, you know, our abilities, right? Okay, we're not meant to do that. We're meant to be very subtle and um, yeah, below the radar. In America, you're meant to do the opposite, really, to be honest. But even in America and the UK, you've got to be careful that you don't sound too self-assured because that can come across as something as arrogance, okay, big-headedness, which you might not mean. But you've got to remember that what you might mean and how it sounds are two different things. And if you're also using English as a second language, you may pick the wrong words. It can completely make you sound like something that you're not or in, indeed add to that kind of arrogant tone, right? So that's important for you to consider too. If you're concerned about how you're sounding, get a session with me. 60 minutes is a great investment. You won't regret it. It comes with a money back guarantee. And basically, let's work out exactly how you're sounding right now and how we can help you perhaps boost your ability to impress further. Um, you can go to eslbusinessenglishexperts.com to book that. You can also get a free resume check, again, same website just attach it there and i can have a look at it and give you my critique back okay it might be perfect but we might be able to improve it for you as well and ultimately keep practicing out loud hear how you sound what are your answers and think about it strategically so that you concentrate on always giving examples as to what you've achieved if this has helped you in any way please consider sharing it far and wide okay i really gratefully appreciate it send me out on your twitter feed and on any of your social networks professional networks wherever you are 
Mention me in person to people, okay? Forward them the link. Send them an SMS message. I don't know. Email them, right? Okay, this is easy. But basically, I really appreciate your help to spread my podcast much further than it currently is. My goal is to reach all quarters of the world and sooner rather than later so that we can make sure this information gets into your hands free of charge. Stay safe. Take care. I'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to my podcast. And if you have enjoyed it, please feel free to sponsor a segment. If you're listening on Spotify, you can simply go to sponsor this podcast and you will be able to sponsor me for as little as just 99 cents a month, which is highly affordable and also gratefully appreciated. If you prefer to do something one-off, then you can just simply buy me a cup of coffee. Again, details are in the show notes below each program and you can click there and pay securely via Stripe. And again, this enables me to continue providing these podcasts totally free of charge for you all here so even if you can't afford high level coaching i'm sure that every now and again you might want to sponsor me to enable this podcast to keep running for as long as possible for you thank you in advance for everything you can do to help keep me keeping these going for you and of course you can just simply help me by spreading the word about the podcast Put me on your social media, everywhere that you go, tweet about me, blog about me, whatever you'd like to do about me, as long as it's beneficial and it's polite, okay? I welcome all of that, but please just circulate the information far and wide. Our job here in the Coach Mark Manila family is to get this information into the hands of the people like you who really need this and deserve to get this at a really free price. Take care. I'll see you soon.